The second reading this morning is from Luke chapter 2, starting at verse 1 through to verse 20. It's the Gospel of Luke chapter 2, and starting at verse 1. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favour rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing which has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds had said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Morning, everyone. Uh, Phil mentioned how it's a difficult time, Christmas, and uh, I can testify that to myself. My, uh, I have a friend who lives with an intellectual disability and as we come to Christmas every December, suddenly his thinking darkens every single year. And by the time we get to here, it's quite dark because of his situation. And that's true, isn't it? At Christmas, things are meant to mean a lot just because it's Christmas. Simple, ordinary things become filled with great significance. We look for the joy and wonder in everything. We look for special moments. 
It's a lot of pressure for one day of the year. It's a time with a lot of pressure for a lot of people, as I said. And so people can feel broken just because it's Christmas. Without our regular routines to occupy us, they start to think of themselves and what's going on. We start to think of things we've lost. Remember people we've lost. Reminded of the opportunities, the relationships that didn't turn out or had soured. All those things are true and they might be true for you. As Phil said, the stats are pretty significant, aren't they? So I don't want to rain on that parade, but I'd like to encourage you about Christmas being a little bit more than that. Even if your family doesn't have traditions like you would think others have, even if your family is perhaps far from you this year, even if you're dreading the thought of everything to do with the season of joy, Christmas can be more. Christmas can be a reminder of the one who heals, not just of what was hurt or broken. It can be a reminder of the day when God himself stepped into our world with the outrageous story that is the Christmas story. You can't deny that. It's fantastical. The creator of the world became a small baby born as a person. It's a time of good news. Luke 2, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. Today in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. The shepherds are out in the field and they're not expecting any visits from anyone. It's a pretty lonely job, let alone God himself. They are terrified. A very natural response. <laughs> they are terrified. But they're given on that assurance. It's an assurance that comes again and again in the New Testament, usually from the lips of Jesus himself. Do not be afraid. It's not a commandment, really. It's actually a comfort. Do not be afraid. I bring you good news. That first Christmas day, the news that they bring is that a saviour is born, that he is Christ the Lord, that he is Messiah and God combined. That's a strange thing. They didn't know that was going to happen. The two figures come together. They come from the Old Testament and they come together in Jesus. That's not actually how they thought it would be. And yet God had told them, behold, I do something new, he told them in Isaiah. This is new. This is fantastical. This is amazing news. Here is the saviour child, fully God, fully human. This is big news and it's declared to us that it's good news. We need good news. 
It's the day that God fulfilled his promises in the person of Jesus. Christmas is the day when God acted, fulfilling his promise to save the world. Jesus' name, as we probably know, means God saves. This is the moment when God said, enough. He intervened in history and he set in motion his end-time plan of salvation. The time had come and from now he will gather his people to himself. He's come to turn the world upside down. He's come to bring love and joy. He's come to make all that is wrong with the world right again. Titus 3 is actually a strange reading in one sense to pick for Christmas Day, but I suppose I picked it for this. But when the kindness and love of God our Saviour appeared in verse 4, I think it is, he saved us not because of righteous things we had done, but because of his mercy. Our God acted in love and in kindness. Jesus came that we might know the love and kindness of God. But at Christmas, we're to be reminded of God's great love and kindness to his world and to his people. He came that we might have life. The truth is he brought us life when we're broken, when we're hurting, and the Bible tells us we're actually dead, dead in our sins and trespasses. I always love doing that at, uh, uh, you know, I have a bad sense of mischievousness. And I remember I used to, Joyce knows this, that's why I'm speaking to Joyce. Uh, I used to go to scripture and I'd say uh, to the, you know, boys at the local Farrah High School, I'd say to them, did you know you're dead? And I thought they'd like that, but... Uh, it really did throw them when I preached to them. And we'd look at the Bible and say, you're dead in your sins and transgressions. And the idea is that God came to give you life. And this is the truth, though, isn't it? The truth is the reason why we feel these things is because we know the dread of our world at Christmas time. But God's good news is that he came to bring us life. He came to forgive us. He came to reconcile us to himself, to justify and to make us his people. He came that we might sing a new song. That's Psalm 98. We've sung a lot of songs. Some of them might be new to you. Some of them might be old. What Psalm 98 means is he came that we might have a new life and to sing about it as we move, to fill ourselves with joy and hope for he has done marvellous things. And so we thank him. We rejoice in what Christmas reminds us. Christmas is a time where we remember that the God who saves us came to our world. What did he say? I come not to condemn it, but to save it. That's right. He did this because of God's great love and kindness.
I'm going to remember that. That's what I'm going to remember. In the midst of the craziness and the hype and the chocolate highs and the pavlova stains on my clothes, I'm going to remember God came in love and kindness. And he came that I might and all those he knows might know him. Rejoice. We rejoice in his great love today. Let's pray. Gracious and heavenly Father, we thank you. We realize so much goes on at Christmas time and so many people are hurting. Our world hurts. So many things need to be put right. We thank you that in Jesus you came to put things right and that one day those things will be right. We thank you at the moment that you came to show us your kindness and love. What we couldn't do, you did. How we were dead in what we have done and how we've behaved and how we've treated you, you made us alive. And only you could do it by sending Jesus. Jesus came out of your kindness and love. And we pray that you would surround our world in that love today. We pray for us and our families that we might know of that love and that new life found in your grace and mercy and by the spirit in us. Lord, we praise you this day in Jesus' name. Amen.